Today is Tuesday, May 4th. The title for our devotional is God Cares About Justice. Although the application of this prayer, which we looked at yesterday in Luke 18, is more broadly calling his disciples to persevere in prayer, Jesus uses an example that is really close to God's heart. Justice for a widow is the example that Jesus chooses to use to demonstrate how we ought to persevere in prayer. So let's read Luke 18, 1 through 8 again. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus likely uses this example as an obvious case, where his audience would recognize the need for the judge to give justice. It is obvious because the Old Testament imperatives for judges to give justice to widows is so very prevalent. Let's look at just a few. Deuteronomy 10 verse 18 says this, God executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Deuteronomy 24 17, you shall not pervert the justice due to the sojourner or to the fatherless, or take a widow's garment in pledge. Deuteronomy 27:19. Cursed be anyone who perverts the justice due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. And all the people shall say, Amen. In the indictments of the people of Israel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel prophesy, uh, first Isaiah, in Isaiah 1:23, Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves, Everyone loves a bribe and runs after gifts. They do not bring justice to the fatherless, and the widow's causes, cause does not come to them. In Jeremiah 22, he is prophesying to the king who sits on David's throne in Israel, and he says, Thus says the Lord, Do justice and righteousness, and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed, and do no wrong or violence to the resident alien, the fatherless, and the widow nor shed innocent blood in this place. Then in verse 5, he says, But if you will not obey these words, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. Then in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 22, verses 6 through 7, he says this, Behold, the princes of Israel in you, everyone according to his power, have been bent on shedding blood. Father and mother are treated with contempt in you. The sojourner suffers extortion in your midst. The fatherless and the widow are wronged in you. These examples could be multiplied. God clearly cares about justice, and he promises to give it to his elect speedily. Christians should care about justice then as well. So that begs the question, who are the vulnerable members of our society today crying out for justice? In the Old Testament cultural context, it was the fatherless, the widow, and the sojourner or the resident alien among them. In our cultural context, there are many in the elect among the unborn, uh, specifically as it applies to abortion, the elderly, uh, as it applies to euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide, which will improportionately affect the elderly, women, 
when it comes to cases of sexual assault, the Me Too movement, the Church Too movement, minorities in relation to racial tensions and police violence and brutality, and foreigners still today when it comes to the conversation around immigration and refugees. These are crying out for justice in our culture today. Jesus promises that God will give his elect in these categories of people justice. Of course, reasonable Christians can disagree as to what constitutes justice in each individual case and to the extent of systematic injustices occurring in our nation, but we must nonetheless be for justice. We as Christians, as the church, cannot be known for being a hindrance to justice. We must be for both senses of justice that's doing the right thing, righteousness, and punitive justice that is punishment for wrongdoing. This text also speaks to his disciples, both his immediate 12 disciples and his disciples throughout the ages of church history who would be persecuted for their faith. They eventually will be vindicated and justice will be done. God will bring them justice in the end, even if they are martyred and justice seems to be far away in the moment and in their lifetime. Upon his return, justice will ultimately be done, is the promise of Jesus. Christians then are never to respond with violence. Instead, they are to allow God to bring them justice and to never seek vengeance themselves. This again is a teaching that is consistent throughout the scripture. See it in Leviticus 19.18, Deuteronomy 32.35, and Romans 12.19. For additional content today, I've linked you to a Theology in the Raw podcast with Preston Sprinkle, where he's interviewing Tabiti Anyabwile. And the title of the podcast is Race CRT, The Gospel, Social Justice, Evangelicalism, and Systematic Racism. So they're tackling some pretty tough stuff. And I'd encourage you to give over there, head over there and give that podcast a listen. For reflection time today, how concerned are you for true, genuine justice, particularly for the vulnerable and the oppressed? Just examine your heart today. Because to have the heart of God, we must be concerned about doing right by those who are in a more vulnerable position in our society.